Challenging men to be great men. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. Hey, before I get started today, I want to make sure that you are receiving the Great Man Digest. Every week on Monday, the Great Man Digest goes out to lots of men. It's got inspirational material. It's got links to articles. It's got links to stuff I've been teaching and saying around the world. And I think it'll help you. All you have to do is go to greatman.tv. Look for the place to sign up on the very front page, right there on the homepage, and you'll be able to receive free of charge the Great Man Digest. We want to make sure that you're letting your life be touched by the content in the Great Man Digest. I want to talk to you in this podcast about something that I think is becoming increasingly important to men today, and that is that we create around us a culture where the problems in men's souls can surface. Let me start this way. Uh, nobody enjoys the repartee, the the smack talk, the joking around, the joshing uh, that occurs between men more than I do. I'm an ex-jock. I, I love to hang with guys. I love to talk. I like the shorthand. I like the way we play with each other's names or the way that we, you know, kind of tease each other about past goofiness. I, I think that's all great. Keeps us humble, keeps us honest, uh, encourages a laugh makes our load in this world a little bit lighter. I'm with all of that. I will say, though, that it is possible for you to create in the culture around you an environment, a culture, an attitude that tells the men around you that they can't surface what might be going wrong in their souls. You know that I teach every man that He creates a culture. Every man, by the way he lives, by what he encourages to grow around him, creates a culture. For some men, it's nasty and it's cutting and it's hurtful and it's immoral and it's, you know, kind of an orientation towards drunkenness or perverted sex or what have you. You know what I'm talking about. For some men, it's it makes the men around them feel small and, and, and criticized and not valuable. And then you know that some men create a culture around them. They encourage to grow an attitude, an environment in which men feel like they can, they're they're encouraged to be better. They're encouraged to step up. They're encouraged to be bolder. Uh, I've got some friends, they're constantly using the shorthand, the, uh, you know, kind of nickname, hey champ, uh, hey, hey, hey buddy, hey, hey great man. You know, they, they, that's just how they talk to each other. They encourage each other. If anything comes up, they say, well, you can handle that, man. You've handled bigger things before. Come on, look at what you've done. What's, what's happened in your life. Look at what God has done, that kind of thing. So they create a culture around them of encouragement and achievement and overcoming. You know, men like that. Maybe they were coaches. Maybe they're some of your friends, but you know, men who have that kind of inspirational, achieving, overcoming culture. Well, what I want you to add to the culture of your life is a culture also in which the men around you who need to surface something difficult can. And and you can be active in that, but you also can just create the culture in which they surface, surface it on their own. We are living at a time when we are learning that 
Men are hiding things from their friends. Men are tucking things away. There are ticking time bombs in their souls, especially young men. I listened to interviews with young men. I talked to them myself on the campuses. They say, I don't really have anybody to talk to. I can't really talk about what I'm feeling, about sex, about my body, about my fears, about my insecurities, about other men, uh, etc. Who can I really talk to? Well, I want, to, I want every man listening to this podcast to create a culture around him of acceptance and welcome. I'm not saying that morally you accept whatever anybody surfaces. That's not the main issue. The main issue is that the men in your life, young and old, can surface the things they need to surface, talk to you about them, bring them out, have them processed, have them discussed, and, and know that they're not going to be hammered or criticized or beat on or ridiculed. The main issue is ridicule. I have had men say to me in, uh, at various moments, for example, I'm thinking of one recently where a guy just said, well, my father was an idiot. And he said it in passing. We were in a store and he was just talking about something his father used to buy. And he said, yeah, my dad was an idiot that way. Well, I decided not to let it go. I decided to bring it back because I love men. I care about men. I care about their souls. And I know that one of the most important relationships in the life of a man, uh, of course, is his father. So if he says that his father's an idiot in any area of his life about anything, whether it's, you know, candy or lawnmowers or whatever, uh, I'm going to come back to it. So I said, hey, you know, you mentioned yesterday that your your dad was an idiot. You know, normally I'd let that go, but but I know that can affect us and and, and maybe you you said it with a little bit more heat than you intended, but fill me in. What do you think about your dad? And, and, and is there anything negative taken away in your soul about that? That's all I said. Just, is there anything negative in your soul taken away about that? Well, he unloaded. He unloaded. He was particularly in a season right then because of some circumstances in his father's life. I'm sorry, in his family life that had brought his father's memory back to him. His father, by the way, had passed away. He was wounded. He was feeling diminished. Uh, he was hearing the echoes of his father's voice negatively in his life. And I'm not saying that that I you know prevented some kind of a mass shooting or something. I'm just saying that by creating an environment which this guy could surface this, he got healthier. He, he, he began to open up. He had a man he could talk to. I mean, I'm not even the most significant man in his life. But, but just by saying, hey, that's the way we got to deal with it, man. We got to bring this stuff to the surface. We've got to be open. We got to be able to talk about these things. So, you know, you said it in my presence. And so I'm going to come back to you. It was very simple, but he knows that there's a culture in Stephen Mansfield's life where you can bring to the surface anything you want to bring to the surface. You hated your mother. You can talk to me about it. Your father was a hard man and wounded you. You can talk to me about it. You got some sexual confusion. You can talk to me about it. Now, I don't go around with a sign or a T-shirt that says, you know, I, I'm here to counsel you. I mean, I, I don't I don't do that kind of thing, but I love helping men. And, and mainly what I want is that the men who are in my life, the men who are nearby, know that we might smack, talk smack. We might talk about how much somebody eats. You know, we might, uh, we might push each other around on the racquetball court or the basketball court, or you know what I'm saying? Just the normal guy stuff. But beneath that and permeating all of that is still a level of love and respect and encouragement, by the way, active encouragement of sharing what's in their lives that no man near me goes away with an excuse for not surfacing or talking about what's bothering him. Anybody says anything? I'll probably cycle back in a gentle way and say, talk to me about that, man. I heard a little pain in your voice. Um, any, any man it looks like he's troubled. I'll say, you doing all right? I just, I just hear something in your voice or I just, I'm just a little concerned about what I saw the other day, or I heard that cell phone call with your wife, you know, talk to me about 
about what's going on at home. It's, it's safe. It's just you and me. That kind of active engagement, that kind of active pursuit, in combination, by the way, with a culture I try to grow around me, and I'm, I admit that I'm imperfect with it, but I try to grow around me of basically saying, I care about you. We all deal with some of the same things. You can, you can surface these things. We might talk smack on the basketball court, but we're not going to talk smack about your soul or your sex life or your troubled marriage or your difficult relationship with your son or the challenge you're having with this date, this, this girl you're dating or whatever. That, that there, there's going to be respect and listening. And by the way, if I can't help you, we'll call in reinforcements. So what I want you to do, guys, is look at the culture around you. Remember that a culture is not just classical music and ballet. Culture means what are you encouraging to grow? If there are 10 men who spend their time in the culture you create around you, what are they encouraged? What's being encouraged to grow in their life? Competition and negative and putting each other down and slicing into each other and making each other feel diminished and like we want to go eat too much, drink too much, screw too much and and uh, and uh, put stuff in our veins. Is that the culture around you? Or is the culture one of, hey, you're going to be a better man for being with me. We're going to have fun. We're going to talk smack. We're going to put down some groceries. We're going to do some fun things. But if you're with me, that ride up to the mountains or that time heading over to the court, that, 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 that might be time when we engage something in your life that's really important. And by the way, me too. I, I, I beg my friends. I push my friends. Talk to me. Ask me. Cut into me. I don't have any big, you know, Mongo demons, so to speak, in my life. I'm not, I'm not addicted to anything. I'm not overeating. I'm not, you know, beating my wife or doing anything. But, but you can ask me. I will never be offended if you ask. I will never be offended if you say, man, I see extra belt loops. <laughs> you know, being used there. Uh, What's going on with your eating? You can ask me anything. It does not bother me. So what is the culture around you? Number one. Number two, develop the skills of digging into a man's life a little further. I've modeled it a little bit here in this podcast. Just one of the things I do is I'll say like, um, hey, Tom, I, I heard something in your voice the other day when you were talking about your wife. Everything okay at home? Just that quick. Just that quick. Don't do it in front of other guys. Don't do it when you've just been talking smack about his jump shot. But at a quiet moment or a moment pulled aside or call him separately from the time with the guys, ask that question. Or, you know, hey, the other day you said something pretty harsh about your about your son. I understand how it can get tense with the son. Anything I can help you with? Anything you want to want to bring out here so we can maybe maybe help you be the best father you can be or, you know, that kind of thing. Or, you know, Bob's got a, got a son kind of wired like yours. Maybe you want to chat with him. Maybe, maybe, maybe you don't want to chat with me because, you know, I got a different kind of vibe going with my son or whatever it is. Just the main thing is that it's safe, that it's confidential, that I'm not going to hammer him. I've, I, as those of you know, many of you know that I was a pastor years ago and, and still sort of in ministry a little bit, you know, preaching, teaching and so on. And, uh, and so people have surfaced things in my office and, and with me that would just part your hair. I mean, sexual confusion things and former crimes that they decided to confess to me first. And then we had to get the police involved and all kinds of things. So I, I, I've had that history. I have that culture around me. I work on it. But gentlemen, when you watch what goes on in the society, what, what, are, what are boys saying? What are the shooters at these public schools saying? What's, what, what's going on with these violent young men? They're all saying, I had nowhere. Now, they may be lying, but, but, but many of them aren't. I had nowhere to process this stuff. My father was distant or non-existent. I didn't have anybody to tell. That's why I went on Facebook and I put all kinds of nasty things on there. So number one, look at your culture. 
Number two, begin to develop techniques for d- diving into guys' lives, for pulling out, for, for, for when you hear something that's of concern to you. What, do you. what do you say? How do you say it? What are your phrases? Everybody's got a different personality. You don't have to do it the way I do it. I've developed my own kind of approach, my own kind of consistent with my personality. I'm kind of the older brother figure with a lot of guys that I know. And just because I'm a little bit older and, and, and bigger physically, and and so I, t- I kind of do a, a bigger brother thing, like, hey, man, I heard you talking smack about your dad or kind of ticked off about your dad the other day. Talk to me about that for just a moment. It's safe. We all have those situations. Fill me in. Can I help you with anything? That kind of vibe. Find yours, but make it confidential. Make it safe. Keep it confidential afterwards and learn how to draw men out. Create a culture around you. And then the other thing, the third thing is this. Get in the habit of calling in reinforcements. I, I want to make it very clear that I certainly can't handle every problem that might get surfaced in my life and among my friends. But I know how to tell a guy, you know, Bob has had that exact situation. He had that situation. In one case, I can remember saying recently, you know, I'm just making up the name Bob now. Um, you know, Bob had that surgery and it left him kind of in a tough situation there, but he'll understand what's going on. I think he even got some help. So why don't you, why don't you chat with him, you know? And, and and just refer people around and get them help. And then I'll come back later and I say, Bob, did you, did you talk to Charles about that? Is everything good? And I'll go to Charles and say, Charles, did, did Bob help you the way that that that, that I thought he might? And, and and you follow up and you create a culture of men getting help. It's not a therapy group. It's not an intervention. It's not a study session. It's just guys helping guys uh, as they're on the way in life, as we're doing other things. Guys relate to each other best when they're not sitting in a circle staring at each other but when they're just relating to each other while they do other things. And that's why you've got to be aware. You've got to have your sensors out. You've got to create a culture. You've got to develop your own skills. And you've got to enlist the help of other people. All right. Build a culture where the horrible downward spiral of men, the stuff they're hiding in their souls, the stuff they don't know how to get help for, where that's allowed to be surfaced in a healthy and redemptive way. That's part of building a band of brothers. That's part of being a man in our generation. To join the Great Man community or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's two essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men and Building Your Band of Brothers, as well as some other great resources for becoming a great man. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production.